Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast. My name is Anthony. And my name is Chris. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Doing all right. It's uh, Wednesday afternoon. It is. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> yes. How it is, is it Wednesday afternoon? Are you, you Houston, right? Houston. You're in Houston? Yeah. Yes. It, I've been here for less than two hours, so it's all right. Mm. It's all right. A little warmer than when I left, actually. 10, 15 degrees yeah. warmer. So, yeah. I like Houston. I've, I've spent yeah. a lot of time in that city. Other than the place where we live, it's probably the place where I've spent the most time in the state of Texas. So, really? Yeah. I've only ever been to Houston to drive through it <laughs> to get to Galveston. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say <laughs> there's only one place you can go if you're driving through Houston, and that's away from Houston or to Galveston. <laughs> I've been to Galveston for work twice and for a wedding once. And I never stopped in Houston. I, I take that back. I think I stopped at a convenience store to get some mm. gas in Houston on the way out. And that was a huge mistake. I should have just risked it and tried to get a little further out of the city. Because getting back into the highway system during rush hour traffic was not something my small town driving was ready for at the time. <laughs> Fair enough. My grandparents, uh, while they're no longer with us, um, I lived in Houston for like 60 years. So. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. Spent a lot of summers there. I will say that the... Pick the pickup spot for rideshare out of the George Bush International Airport or whatever it's called <laughs> is absolutely horrible. It was like one little one little area and taxis were just coming in and parking, just waiting for people. It was the most disorganized uh, arrivals pickup area I've ever seen. And I've been to 40 plus airports, so mm. I feel pretty good when I say that. Fair enough. What you should do is check out, if you have time, obviously, because you're a busy man on your vacations. <laughs> Apparently, Houston has a huge Viet Cajun oh, really? food scene. So huh. uh, I'm sure you've I'm sure you've had pho before, right? Yeah, it's not great. So Cajun food, which I'm sure you've had before. Love Cajun food. Mesh together, huh? They mesh them. Yeah, you're making so the, you, the fingers intertwine yeah. together. <laughs> the interlocking fingers, yeah. Because if you think about it, like uh, I mean, if you ever been to a shrimp boil, I mean, it's the same thing as making ramen in theory, right? You just put all the ingredients in the pot and let it. And let it boil, yeah. and then you serve it. So sure, all the peppers and all the different spices. Enough about Houston, and that does sound delicious on a day when I don't have to go into work early the next morning. <laughs> so well, you don't, I don't, don't eat do, all the food; just eat enough. <laughs> just eat enough. Yeah, I don't. I find myself not. I eat more bland food when I travel for work, especially. Mm. At the beginning of a trip when I don't know how it's going to go and are these days going to be longer? Is this going to be more difficult? I'll end up eating like the same thing every day, like grilled chicken, vegetables. That sounds awful. Just some basic fruit. I mean, it's good food. Like it's nutritious and it's delicious. Maybe some fish, whatever, depending on what the cooking situation is like in the hotel. But I just I stay away from the spicy stuff. I stay away from anything super heavy because I need to work. Sad. You know. Very sad. Yeah. I mean, I have my my weekends, so <laughs> regardless, we're not here to talk about Cajun Viet fusion food, although we probably should have a food podcast. We could easily do that. I travel for work. We can take advantage of that. I go eat at local restaurants wherever I'm at, rate and review. You can, I don't know. I don't know what you'd do. Color commentary. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't have eaten it, so it's kind of worthless. I'm going to have a solo podcast. Um, <laughs> Just taking shots from the cheap seats. Yeah. There you go. There you go. All right. So we are continuing to Spooky Month. Ooh. We've watched another two, uh, another 
television show. We've watched the first two episodes of what, Chris? We watched the fantasy horror drama television series Van Helsing debuted on... Well, okay, you could see a commercial-free pilot uh, on July 31st on Sci-Fi ahead of its World 2016 premiere uh, on September 23rd. Man, so, you said so, said those dates real funny. Yeah, I know. So when did it uh, air? It, it's uh, September 23rd, 2016 was its official premiere, but you could see a mm. preview of the pilot on July 31st of 2016 on Sci-Fi. So this is another uh, in the long-running Canadian-American collabs on the Sci-Fi channel. It is, and it is. it went for five seasons. It concluded on June 25th, 2021. So this is the show I was thinking of when I was talking about Winona Earp just finishing a fifth season <laughs> last week. I was getting my, my wires crossed with the other show that we watched from Sci-Fi that started around the same time and lasted four or five seasons. <laughs> you got your supernatural drama shows with female leads descended from legendary mm. people. <laughs> yes, my sixth sense, as it were. <laughs> Your third eye is okay. a bit fuzzy. My third <laughs> eye was blind. Anyways, Chris looks like he did not appreciate that reference. I didn't get it. Yes, Van Helsing, <laughs> based on a comic book called Helsing. Oh man, I'm telling. I'm telling you, I'll, we just need a comic book. Just we don't even have to have the comic book. We just have the idea. <laughs> it we just have to have an idea. The, neither what, of us what can the comic write. Book is. Neither of us can draw. Oh, I can write. I just need to be edited. You know that. <laughs> I'm fully aware of how much editing you require. I'm just saying. I want to say neither of us can write. I mean, I can write words, and they make sense. It's just I don't know if they're entertaining. Someone will read it, just like someone listens to this podcast. <laughs> someone will hate read, just like they hate listen. Ugh, I hate this. <laughs> rabble, rabble, rabble. Anyways, so just to spew some facts for the people before we get into our opinions. Van Helsing is sitting at 6.2 at a 10 star rating on IMDb with a median score of 7. 7 garnering 18.7% of the votes. Uh, the second highest rating was 10 with 17.8% of the votes. On Rotten Tomatoes, it does not have enough ratings to calculate a score for the tomato meter, but it does have a 55% average audience score. Well, so there is a critical rating for the first season, 82%, based oh, interesting. on 11 critical reviews. Did it just like uh, break? Oh, you can break down the season. No, I see. No. But the overall show in every subsequent season does not have a rating. The audience scores 53% for that first season. Did you have Metacritic? Yes, 54 based on five critical reviews with a user score of 3.6. Ooh, so and high. Last but not least, 79%. Of, people, of Google users liked this show. So undulating, I would say, the ratings for this show so far. Yeah, mixed, I think, is the yeah. official term. So I have a confession. Okay. I went and I watched this show. It's on Netflix is where, where I watched it. I assume you also watched it on Netflix. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when I went to click on it, I noticed that it was saying, watch episode two. Now, I thought, oh, well, I, you know, I share my Netflix. No big deal. Someone watched the pilot. So I'll, I'd click the extra buttons to get to the, the first episode. And I noticed that everything felt really, really familiar as I was watching it. And then I started predicting what was about to happen about 15 uh... minutes in. And 
then about <laughs> the time when she wakes up from her sleep, by the way, spoiler ridden podcast. <laughs> that was your warning. Uh, I was like, oh, I've seen this. And <laughs> and just to spoil my opinion of this pilot episode, I, I still rewatched it. I didn't, you know, because I didn't really remember. Obviously, I'd forgotten I'd even watched it at all. I assumed that I was some late night. I was picking out a random television show, you know, that that type of thing. Bored on a weekend. At the end of the pilot, as Netflix does, it prompts you for a rating, like the thumbs up or the thumbs down rating of the mm-hmm. show. And it was like, change your rating or adjust rating or whatever, because I'd already given it a big thumbs down. Wow. How many ever years ago I watched this? Um, at least at least three, I'm thinking. So, it's okay. been, so I want to apologize. Been it's been a minute. I had never seen episode two. That was all brand new. I know our shtick is that we watch things we've never seen before. But apparently, I've seen this show and I didn't like it so much that I forgot about it. And it came back. So I apologize, Christopher. I see. And I see. Um, spoilers, I left it at a thumbs down. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, you said when she wakes up and then immediately said spoilers, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you the blurb. Uh, Vanessa yes. Helsing, comma, a distant relative of the famous bounty. I'm sorry. Vanessa Helsing, comma, distant relative of famous vampire hunter Abraham Van Helsing, Comma is resurrected only to find out that vampires have taken over the world. So yes, uh, it's not much go. of a spoiler if you there tell you people go. that she woke up because it's in the blurb. Yes. Is the horrible CGI and the bad acting also in the blurb? <laughs> <laughs> so as we are wont to do, this is a show that you chose. I'm going to go ahead and just step on your corner and take the initial thoughts and opinions because you didn't give that to me. Yeah, please do. I'm actually going to take a step to the left for just a moment. I'm going to pause my initial thoughts and opinions. And I'm going to hit you with something. It is October, as we've discussed. It is. Every October that I have been together with my now wife, then fiance, and before that girlfriend. That is usually how those those relationships progress. Well, you never know. You never know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> betrothed from birth. Uh, no. Oh, no. No. We watch scary movies or Halloween-type movies in the month of October. And sure. last night was my two-year anniversary. Just go ahead and give yourself a clap there. Yeah, we're we all impressed. The Mummy. Which one? And, well, so Monday night, we watched the original Mummy with Boris Karlov uh, and Grand Moff Tarkin, Peter Cushing. And then last night, we watched, I believe, the 1998 or 1999 release starring one Brendan, yes, please, Fraser. And we plan on watching the Tom Cruise reboot, I think, at some point this week. If we can find it, if we can find it on stream, can we can watch it. Can we talk about the audacity of Tom Cruise? <laughs> uh, never mind. Never mind. Not on this Not on this episode. So I was watching it, and I was like, man, this movie is as fun as I remember. And then as I kept watching it, I was like, I think the quality of that movie, I'm not going to say it's changed, because obviously, you know, it hasn't. Which one? But... The one with uh, Brendan Fraser, the okay. first one. Sorry, I, want, I wasn't sure. No, it's fine. But I was like, the more we watch straight to stream shows, the more I see the similarities in between what almost is a B movie and what isn't a B movie and what is 
a quote unquote B movie. So there's a yeah. there's a scene where um it's one of the plagues of Egypt. Rocks are falling from the sky, hitting all these buildings, and there's fire. And the 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 CG is really bad. And then it cuts to our protagonists, Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weitz, walking into a room and they turn and they're supposed to be looking at the destruction. And obviously they're not looking at anything because it's it's you know a mummy hasn't really returned from the afterlife right and then uh so like, say you yeah 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 and then they grab this guy benny i don't know the actor's name but they grab him and they throw him against the wall and you can see the entire wall move <laughs> and so it, it brought me a little bit of appreciation to the things that we've been watching that i was like a movie from Almost 20 years ago. Well, actually more at this point. It came out in 99. Yeah. Yeah. So 22 years. Yeah. I'm impressed that that movie looks the way it does. And in 2021, we're watching shows that came out from 2016. And it they're like those shows are just now catching up to that movie. Yeah. Interesting little tidbit when you mentioned the CG being really bad. Well, how much of those scenes in The Mummy do you think were practical effects and models and whatnot? With CGI maybe added on or whatever versus whatever the heck this is. <laughs> also, you mentioned Peter Cushing. Yes. So we're going to break down the mummy for a moment because you brought it oh. up. This, you did okay. this. This is not That's an fair. Anthony in the Fast and Furious situation. Okay. You did this. Because the mummy is the Brendan Fraser mummy is a remake of a movie from 1932 called The Mummy. Uh-huh. You yeah. mentioned a, a different mummy I'd never heard of with Peter oh. Cushing in it. And Boris Karlov. Okay, that came out in 1959, British horror film. Okay, so I don't think is that I don't think that's related. Well, I'm sorry. In 1932, there was a movie called The Mummy, and it had Boris Karlov in it. <laughs> I'm looking at the Wikipedia entry for the 1959 film. Though the title suggests Universal Pictures' 1932 film of the same name, the film actually derives its plot and characters solely from two 1940s Universal films, The Mummy's Hand and The Mummy's Tomb, with a climax borrowed directly from The Mummy's Ghost. So it's taking other Mummy movies and kind of meshing them together. So I guess it's a remake? I don't even think it was... I don't don't know. Boris Karloff was in that one, huh? mummy 1959 i don't know the the actors listed obviously peter cushing christopher lee christopher lee yeah and yeah, yeah. peter cushing okay, okay. felix aylmer raymond huntley there's that's a big that's list neat. here but i didn't realize i i didn't i didn't know there was one from the 50s so i was looking into it yeah. and i wanted that's to be factually correct we are the sci-fi yes. wise guys after all that's my mistake can we that's talk a- about your opinions of the 2016 sci-fi television show van helsing I'm trying I'm to really interested. keep interrupting me with these facts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think the biggest problem with this show is the fact that they made it the way that they did. And what I mean by that is I think the, like much like Winona Earp, the show that we just watched and reviewed, I really enjoy the premise and the concept of, I, I mentioned this to you earlier, a few episodes ago with the show Daywalkers, about being in a society in which vampires already control Right. Yeah, I remember saying that I would like to see something like that. Yeah. And then boom, this <laughs> happened. Yeah. And so I, I really enjoy the plot. I think the story is interesting. Uh, whatever chosen one descendant of a vampire hunter, that's it, not important. But I really like the idea that a volcano erupted. Like vampires yeah. already existed. If you watch the second episode of the show, vampires already exist in this world, and they stay in the shadows because that's where they live because uh, they can't come out in sunlight. But when a volcano erupts and covers i guess the earth in a giant ash cloud since there's no sunlight 
Uh, there's no UV radiation or UV light. Uh, the vampires can come out at any point during the day now. And so they slowly but surely start taking over the world. I mean, obviously, if you watch more episodes, maybe we'll learn a little bit more of the story. I don't intend to. But I think the the good things about this show end as soon as the creative process ends. Like, the moment they put production in effect, I think is where the show falls apart. Acting, a lot of these people act like they're not even in an apocalypse. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of, like, casualness. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just like, when Homeboy attacks... Or he doesn't even necessarily attack. He threatens and then attacks uh, Axel. I believe the guy's name was John. He tries to like hit him with a pipe and then he disarms him and takes zero measures to ensure that he doesn't do it again. This happened on another show that we watched. Uh, <laughs> actually, Another Life, actually, where the captain of the, the ship, her first officer, immediately mutinies, pretty much essentially, and then doesn't do anything. And, and then this guy's like, and then he grabs a knife and you're like, oh, this, something's going to happen. Well, nothing really happens with that. But I found the characters' responses to their environment seemed odd. Especially our lead, uh, Vanessa Helsing, played by one Kelly Overton, doesn't seem to know who she is or right. anything about her about her past. She doesn't know really anything about her special abilities. Sure. Well, that's normal for storytelling. Sure. But when she wakes up, because a vampire bites her and she proceeds to kill <laughs> a person with her bare hands and what appears to be a pen. She seems very casual and trusting of anyone around her. So this, uh, this, I don't know, Ted, whatever his name is, he betrays everybody and she kills him. And then she immediately just goes back into her room and it's like, yeah, I'm just going to lay here and I'm going to try to escape later. Hmm. Uh, it, I don't know. I don't think it's the acting. I think it's the writing. I think it's the dialogue. Hmm. I think the actors for a most part are... You know, it's a sci-fi show. So, <laughs> sure. I, you know, none of these guys are going to win a lot of major awards. I mean, a lot of these people have been in a lot of things. Yeah. But yeah, it, I think this is another situation where I'm actually going to reverse it on you. That this would have been better if it was a movie. Had this had been oh. a sequel to okay. the Hugh Jackman Van Helsing, <laughs> I think it would have been A+. Because you get the big budget of making a big, a big Hollywood production. It's only, you know, an hour, hour, four, hour and a half, hour 45. And you just... Just rush through the story. You do kind of an underworld style production yeah. value. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. No, I think that's it. But that's my initial thoughts and opinions. If I were to agree with a rating, I think 53, 53%, 53% on 53% Rotten Tomatoes is Rotten probably tomatoes. the appropriate rating. Okay. Well, but yeah. so the first episode of this, the pilot, and the second episode are vastly different. Mm -hmm. They have a different feel. The characters feel more fleshed out. There's a setting. There's a story being told. There's a different pace to it. Did your opinion of the show change for better or for worse because we added that second episode? I think it remained unchanged. In fact, I think the second episode probably should have been the pilot. Okay. So thank you. Uh, that was my, that was <laughs> okay. going to be my okay. point. No, no, it's okay. good. I'm glad you're on board <laughs> with it. Like that first episode was horrible. But if I hadn't seen that and I watched the second episode instead as the pilot, I would have been like, oh, that's very interesting. Let's watch another episode. Like this <laughs> premise is good. This is a decent pilot. Like it's setting up all of the characters. There's it gives everybody a little bit of background. It puts all the players in place like it's what a pilot mm -hmm. should be. The actual pilot starts with it's in. It, does it start with text? 
I think there's a little bit of text. There's a no. There's a little bit of text. Like, there's a little bit of text. Years since the takeover. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Years since the rising. And I was like, okay, we're gonna start media res, whatever it is. But no, like we we get these characters. We don't know anything about them, and everyone is. I don't. I want to use the term skin deep. Like, let's take the character Axel Miller, played by Jonathan Scarf. He's a Marine in a hospital, holed up for years, mm-hmm. months by himself, but years while he's been there. He is guarding Vanessa Van Helsing. She's I think it's comatose. Just Vanessa Helsing. Oh, oh well, yeah. Wikipedia says Vanessa Van Helsing, and then elsewhere oh, says Vanessa know. Helsing. I don't know. Mm, fair enough. And the doctor is there, but she's a vampire, so she's locked up. So he's. He should be crazy. Like, he's alone, essentially. Like, he has someone to talk to, but he's not getting anything out of it, right? It's a vampire. And but he's just like, no, that's the mission. I'm the loyal Marine, and I'm going to do what I'm told until, even though it doesn't make any sense, <laughs> this is what's important. <laughs> I'm not going to make any efforts to save anyone else. I'm going to make any efforts to get a hold of my family, my chain of command, nothing. He's an incredibly one-dimensional character, and that's the first character we meet. And everyone that we meet after that is also incredibly one dimensional. Yeah. Vanessa's motivation is I got to get back to my kid. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's like the most basic, a female lead, not wanting to do the thing, the heroic thing or be a hero or be the important person because they got to get to their child is the equivalent to action movie heroes having their wives or kids kidnapped or killed in front of them and then having to go on a revenge spree. It's the same trope. It's not good. There needs to be more depth. There needs to be something more. Now, in the second episode, oh, also his Marine buddy betraying him was like, I saw that a million, like, I didn't, even even though I'd seen it before, like, the first time I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, he did it. Like, that guy betrayed him. There's oh, no one else yeah. that's important enough to have done it. He had There's the no stank way. on him. Yeah. He had the, the bad guy stank. Not well, like, only that, but no one else had enough screen time to make it worth <laughs> the story, right? So it was, it was see-through the whole plot line was extremely see-through and i haven't started talking about just the bad cgi buildings and whatnot i mean and you're right i'm probably came out a little too harsh when i was talking about the acting because it could very easily be the writing because in the second episode they actually flesh out vanessa's relationship with her child and vanessa's relationship with her friends and their environment around her the the events that lead to her being comatose we get to see the beginning of the rising the beginning of the fallout Mm-hmm. Of this, I guess it's an apocalyptic event and how that affects Axel Miller and the Marines around him and where the doc comes into all of this. It actually gives us the characters. And I was actually, I actually cared a little bit. Like I cared about her daughter watching her mother die like that. It, that's that's traumatic. And that's right. wow. In your face. Like, okay, what are we going to go with this? Nowhere. We're probably going to jump back to the future <laughs> and we're not going to see the daughter for several episodes. And then we're, she's going to be a vampire or something. I don't know. It, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter because I'm never. I'm never going to find out. <laughs> so, the it just the second episode felt like a completely different show, and because they didn't have to rely on these big CGI backgrounds or these cruddy sound sets or sound studio sets, because they were just in her apartment at the plasma donation place, making money, like in the car. You know these these normal places. It looked better. It felt better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Also, these might be the laziest vampire that i've ever seen and when i say lazy as <laughs> vampires i mean the makeup and costuming they make them pale i guess they don't even give them fangs did they have fangs it looked like they were just normal human uh, teeth and they were hissing i don't know i don't remember <laughs> just seeing like, it what's wrong with these 
What are these people? Mm. And then the the dad or whatever from One Tree Hill shows up as head vampire and speaks with an accent. What whatever. Her being immune to the vampires and actually turning them back into humans with her own blood is pretty cool. It's an interesting yeah. It's an interesting little bit of lore. It's a nice little twist on the whole vampire thing. The idea that the vampires are able to to take over on purpose or inadvertently or whatever, we're I'm sure we're going to find out if we continue watching because of a volcano eruption and that that would be perpetual night instead of some sort of magical source or you know whatever. That's pretty cool. You meant you kind of put the nail on the head like the original comic or graphic novel or what have you that this is based on probably has a really interesting story and a pretty cool plot and. It doesn't translate to the television. <laughs> it, it might be better as a movie where they could just whip some stuff into shape and, and move forward. I, I felt so bored watching that first episode. I felt like nothing was happening for long stretches of time. Was that just me? No. Okay. I felt like they stared at her laying on the, that examination table for way too long. I I feel like, like, I, I just, like, man, I want to, like, recut these first two episodes into, like, one big episode. And I know we say that a lot. We're just like, oh, you know, we're trying to fix the show. But I this I don't understand. I, I feel like this this show should have started kind of like it did with like a long shot of her laying on that hospital bed. And then maybe yeah. some like noise, like some rustling. Yeah. And then them just immediately cutting to like the beginning of the second episode of sure. her like sitting in the blood bank, giving blood and then like proceeding a little bit with her daughter and then maybe cutting back to the first episode with axel and then we cut back you know i don't know i just poor editing poor pacing poor writing but but probably poor direction i mean i don't know like but it got (laughs) 65 episodes (laughs) five seasons it got renewed it got greenlit and then Mm -hmm. renewed four times episodes are what 13 episodes a piece yeah like, so uh, there was something there. Some, somebody was watching it. It had to have viewers or sci-fi wouldn't have kept it on. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, you're right. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder. I'm going to look up because Winona Earp, which we both enjoyed, had has much higher ratings, only ran for four seasons. Now, I know a lot of things got impacted by COVID and the pandemic and, and lockdowns and whatnot. And so because this got a fifth season and that didn't doesn't necessarily mean that doesn't necessarily reflect on the quality of the show. I mean, there might be hidden costs as well uh, to the production that impact that. But I want to go back and I want to look. I'm on Wikipedia and I am comparing the viewers of season one episodes between the two shows. So the pilot for Van Helsing. And this is all off Wikipedia, so I don't know where they get their numbers from. I'm not going to get... I'm sure they get it from some official sure. source. I'm not going any deeper than that. 1.24 million... And this is just U.S. viewers. 1.24 million U.S. viewers. Winona Earp, 0.8 million. Episode 2, Van Helsing, 0.83. Winona, 0.65. And I'm just going to look at episode 3 and then the end of the, uh, the, end of the season real quick. Um, I'm not going to go through each episode. Van Helsing, episode 3.66 million. Winona Earp, 0.64 million. So they're almost <laughs> dropped pretty quickly. Uh, Van Helsing season one finale, 0.56 million viewers. Winona Earp, 0.45. So it's it's coming in a little under. Maybe it's the premise, what have you. So I guess that explains it. But uh, it's just weird. And who knows that you know it could take a huge. 
either of these, we've only watched two out of 60 some odd episodes or 49 and one and 65 and the other. They could easily take a, uh, a huge tonal shift that colors it differently. I, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I mean, it's, it's mediocre. I mean, it's really the only way to put it. Like, it's just, it's, yeah, it's another vampire show. I mean, that just, I, again, we're not going to watch any other episodes. At least I'm probably not. I don't know about you. No, but... I'll watch more V-Wars before I watch yeah. <laughs> more Van Helsing. I'll watch more Van Helsing Wars before? <laughs> Van Helsing Wars. <laughs> dude, the first episode has a 6.7 on IMDb out of 800 some odd ratings. So the median of seven. I, I wouldn't give just the pilot alone 3.5 max, hmm. in my opinion. Second episode is much better. It's a solid six. Uh, yeah, I'm at I'm at Wood's End. I don't know yeah. if I have. Do we want to talk about some of these actors? Just give them their due. We sure can. We already talked about Kelly Overton a little bit, so she's been in some stuff. Big breakout here with The Ring too. Oh, but uh, she was also in Tekken. It's pretty neat. <laughs> okay, couple episodes of True Blood. <laughs> couple fourteen. Yeah, eh, Three Rivers. Just you know, some stuff. A lot of television. Good. Yeah. All right. Working actress since 2000, it looks like. Jonathan Scarf, much less. But he was on ER for four years. Mm. That's about it. Uh, Guest star in the 100. <laughs> uh, he's just been in a lot of television. Yeah. Equalizer 2. I mean, so he's in a couple action movies, probably has some lackey somewhere. Christopher Heyerdahl plays Sam, which I believe is a deaf man. He is in Supernatural, Stargate Atlantis. Hell on Wheels. He was also in the Twilight Saga. So he's got some stuff going on. About Sam. Okay. If you go to the Wikipedia entry for Van Helsing. Okay. And you go down to the cast listing, cast and characters. He's listed uh-huh. as the third Christopher Hirot, Hirot, Herodol. Is that how you pronounce that? I think it's Hirodol. Hirodol, excuse know. me. Christopher Hirodol as Samuel Sam. Read the, uh, just read his description. I, I've already read all the characters. Oh, you, you already read the description? Yeah. Is that interesting? I mean, uh, yeah, I guess. It's a bit of a twist. Oh, I was asking myself how, I mean, look, being deaf or blind or other or physically disabled in some way is a huge disadvantage in a vampire attack, a zombie (laughs) uprising. Like most apocalyptic scenarios that are all over media and popular sci-fi stuff, you're at a huge disadvantage because you can't, there's something you're not able to see, hear, whatever it is. So it was intriguing to me that he had lived for years like you have to you have to have pretty keen senses and be very aware of your surroundings to be able to not hear and live that long (laughs) hiding from vampires and the like yeah so and then when he turns out to be a serial killer that's pretty interesting (laughs) spoilers yeah there it is vincent gale plays a man named phil fleischman he makes an appearance in episode one and episode two. A couple, uh, he looks like he's in SG-1 and SGU, so that's cool. Good for him. David Cubitt, been in a bunch of stuff. Looks like a lot of television. X-Files, pretty neat. Sure. It's about that. Tim Gein, Guinea? Guiney? I don't even know. We're getting into the characters I don't really remember. Yeah. Bunch of, well, I have his Ted. He's the guy who betrayed them. Ah, okay. He's been in, he's been acting since 86, so who knows. Uh, and then finally, the doc, played by Rukia Bernard, is also in Cabin in the Woods, which is kind of a fun movie if you've ever seen it. Yeah. And Day the Earth Stood Still. And she's been in a bunch of movies and a bunch of TV. So, I mean, overall, a bunch of working, like you said, working actors, actresses. No one that's brand new. Everyone knows what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. 
Yeah, there is one singular actor that really stuck out to me. Neil McDonough is in this show. I think it looks like season four and season five. He's been in a bunch of stuff. I think most famous for uh, Band of Brothers. But he was also in Star Trek First Contact. He was Lieutenant Hawk, who dies on the deflector dish. Yeah, he was a villain in a season of Arrow. That's right. He was a villain in the season of Arrow. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. He is also what I would call a working actor. (laughs) I mean, he's just been in big Hollywood productions. He was in Band of Brothers. I mean, he's got five things in pre and post production. Yeah. So So. he's out here just trying to make a living. But he's also in Captain America, the first Avengers. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, overall, Van Helsing, not worth the price of subscription. No, not at all. Do you have an idiot of the show? Yes, I do, actually. Xenoscope Entertainment. <laughs> are you going to be are you are you specifically referring to something that you sent me earlier? I'm referring to the fact that they got this made. <laughs> so Xenoscope Entertainment owns the graphic novel series Helsing, which is this based off of. Mm-hmm. So just like V Wars was a comic book series made by uh, published by IDW and then IDW funded the Netflix show. Very similar situation. I did send you some pictures or a, a list of the graphic novels and has all mm-hmm. their covers on it. So you can see Vanessa Helsing and her comic book glory attire attire. <laughs> yeah. So if you have the time listeners and you're not at work, go ahead and open an incognito tab and type in Van Helsing comic. And just look at the images. Yeah. Now I am all for, I'm going to say this as delicately as I can. <clears throat> I am all for celebrating the human form or the human body in all of its different forms. But as long as it's not my own, I guess. Yeah. I think that we've reached a certain point where we can stop drawing people the way that we do. (laughs) Van, the the cover, Vanessa Van Helsing, Vanessa Helsing, whatever her name is, looks like Zatara from the justice league. If she also happened to be a vampire hunter, she's got like (laughs) fishnet stockings, She's wearing boy shorts. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And then what appears to be a corset with knives in the stitching and a trench coat that's never buttoned down. So it doesn't even do its job. (laughs) And then what appears to be a top hat with some goggles on it. Yeah, it's the steampunk Van Helsing style goggle thing going on. It's problematic in my opinion. Well, we saw last week Winona Earp, Mm -hmm. Winona Earp (laughs) and her cover. I don't think it's as bad, but it's of the same vein. Yes. And actually, I'm looking at, and a lot of hers are actually, um, when I just Google image search it, a lot of it looks like it's based off of the television show. So it's a lot more, I don't know if conservative is the right word, realistic. It's a lot more realistic. (laughs) Like these television shows show that these stories have some very interesting ideas and they have interesting characters and at least a premise that could lead to very cool plot points and it's something that it's something that i personally and i think if you're listening to this podcast probably everyone else out there or at least a lot of you would be interested in like i would be interested in reading a comic book based on the premise of this show way more than i would like to actually watch this show i'd be very <laughs> interested in reading the one on Earp comics or graphic novels whatever i know someone's going to correct us because we called it a comic or a graphic novel when it's not one or the other so i'm just going to keep saying both every single time uh eat me keeps the, it keeps the uh the hate mail away kind of <laughs> but i am never going to buy 
a graphic novel or a comic with that on the cover. It's not going to do it. When I was a kid, I might have been interested that when I was 13, I probably would have picked that book up if my mother wasn't looking in my direction at the, <laughs> the, uh, at the local Barnes and Noble or Hastings or whatever, wherever I was that had comic books and graphic novels. But I'd never, I would never have been allowed to take it home, right? And I, I would be hard pressed to allow my kid to get something like that. It's not, and it's not about being being Puritan, but it's about just the way people are portrayed. And I want to say, in the case here of Van Helsing, Vanessa Van Helsing, objectified overtly in an extremely unrealistic yeah. way. There's ways yeah. to look sexy, and there are ways to look badass without. A corset and boy shorts and fishnets as you're fighting vampires. <laughs> With like, your, like, her, like, her <laughs> midriff is just completely exposed. Now, I get that since apparently her blood composition allows her to turn vampires back into humans if people bite them. Her flexibility, though, with that corset has got to be, like, you got to be able to breathe. Like, cardio well, is important. Well, I was going to say. Get shot. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It'll still hurt. <laughs> and I would rather, if her blood is so effective, collect it and then put it in a squirt gun. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say spray it, a super soaker, you know, just. Sure. Why the heck not, man? Right in their mouths. Like, just give it. Hey, man, you don't yeah. got to bite me. Just take this blood. <laughs> You'd still want to wear body armor and be protected because there's nothing stopping the vampires from picking up a gun and yeah. blowing her apart because right. she's not protecting herself now there might be she might have other powers maybe she regenerates from that i don't know i'm i'm never gonna find out it just them trying to appeal to the type of person that would buy a comic with that cover whether that's a teenage boy or girl i guess or some man child who's just like no it's art is keeping a lot of other it's holding comic books back it's holding sci-fi back (laughs) it's holding the whole art form back because it, I can't take like I can't take it seriously. You know what I sure. mean? Yeah. I'm, maybe totally. I should be able, to, and I, I'd like to be able to take it seriously, but I can't because that's ridiculous. And maybe it's yeah. supposed to be ridiculous. Maybe I'm missing the whole point. I could be way off. I could be way wrong. I don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe all of this is for naught. It's problematic. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I, I guess I, I think that word's a little overused. But yes, at the very least, it's problematic. At the very most, it's offensive. All right. I had my rant about it. I, get your stuff together. Zenoscope. Zenoscope Entertainment. I already <laughs> forgot your name. Zenoscope? Zenoscope? Whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Who cares? They have All a Final right. Destination comic. I'm sure they do. I'm not going to support it. It doesn't matter. Charm? So that's my idiot of the, mo- the television show is whoever... <laughs> decided that that was a good idea and and like i said i could be wrong because plenty of people bought it in order for it to become a television show so who the heck knows do you have an idiot of the show that's actually like in the show i do it's the doctor so in the second episode when they decide they're going to they're going to exfiltrate yeah good word ted uh kowalski got a kowalski sighting and i forget what the third gentleman's name is it's not important because he dies they say to her shut this door as soon as we're clear and they leave yep and they get across the street and the door is still open they're not clear yet they're not out of sight no 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 as soon as they are clear she should have shut the door like literally as soon as they saw vampires shut it yeah (laughs) she got herself bitten the thing is if she had waited even a little bit longer to let the other guy in, he could have protected her 
while they shut it. And then they would have had another soldier. So it could have gone either way. She panicked. I'm not going to blame her. She's no. a civilian. I would panic. I mean, I probably would have uh, shut it. Uh, You're I'm right. sorry. Uh, a civilian who has lived for nearly three years in a vampire apocalypse in a hospital that has been, like, you know, sure. built up. Like, Fair enough. She's, no lo- she's no longer a civilian in a firefight. Like, she is an experienced, like, operator inside of her environment. And she's sure. an idiot. She acts like All an right. idiot. I'm, I just completely saying. agree with you. Do you have the, is it the same idiot for episode one? Because she's just a vampire in episode one. She's not doing much. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> sure. How did she, like, I guess are they psychically linked Who? to the other vampires? What do you mean? I don't know. She immediately got excited about the other vampires coming. I mean, she just, I think she just heard them. Right, right. But why is she even excited to see the other vampires? Like, what does she owe them, socially speaking? Out. I guess. It wasn't like she was not just stuck in the hospital to begin with. So I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. So very interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, look, we've given a lot of opinions today. Some old, some new, some very obvious, some maybe not so obvious. Some borrowed and some blue. Who'd you borrow opinions from? <laughs> it's, it's a wedding thing. I, I know S- something but, old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Come yeah. On, get together. Anyways, irregardlessly, <laughs> if you want to share your opinion with us, on what you thought about Van Helsing or any of the topics we talked about today, you can email us at scifiwiseguys at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. We're at scifiwiseguys on Twitter and Instagram. We'd also love to hear your suggestions for other things we should watch. Anything straight to stream and it's, that is science fiction or science fiction adjacent, we'll check a look at it. If you really liked what you heard, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash sci-fi wise guys become a patron get access to episodes early and patron exclusive content and if you've done all that go ahead and share us with your friends share us with your enemies maybe even your vampire overlords in the event that the yes. volcano explodes I, I, I don't know erupts i don't i don't i don't know anything about geology I'm not a i think it erupts i don't think they explode I, mean, I think it's kind of an explosion i think an eruption is an explosion i think it's a let's specific go- type let's of explosion it. is an eruption i think an er- eruption <laughs> a volcanic eruption can be explosive <laughs> eruption is a yeah. famous uh, guitar solo by eddie van halen i think it's a song with a Famous guitar solo. I think the whole song is a guitar solo. (laughs) Overall, stay healthy, stay hydrated, and um, don't open the door in a vampire apocalypse. Yeah, don't get bit. Yeah, duh. Just why are they not wearing heavy sleeves? Come on. I don't know. (laughs) Bye. Bye, guys. I don't know if you read far enough down, but Dracula in this show is a woman. Yeah, played by um, who's who plays her. I've already closed the tab. I'm opening it up because I remember it being somebody. Her name is Olivia. Olivia. Trisha Heffer. That's right. Trisha Helfer of um, Battlestar Galactica fame. Mm, cool. Speaking of overly sexualized people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a difference. I don't, I don't know. I guess like. Her whole thing is to be a seductress in that show. Right. You know what I mean? So that's that's different than a vampire hunter. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Hopefully my rant comes across well. I think it's fine. I wasn't off base. No. It's creepy. It is creepy, right? Are you talking about what I said was creepy or the fact that it exists? The the overt sexualization and objectification of women is, it's creepy. It is creepy. You got to get those neck beards to buy something though. 
I mean, yeah. I I didn't use the term neckbeard on purpose. Like I what? <laughs> I called him. That's man-child. why I'm saying it now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>